Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Briggs, here with the super producer as Mick Man. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Rob? How you doing, man? I'm good, my man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for checking out DSDP. We do not, and I mean it, we do not take your lessons lightly. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D, and also online at hp53productions.com for our mer her 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 Also on, on the site, you can find additional content such as the Easy Smoke and GM podcast. Well, you guys record this week? We're going to record uh, later on this week. So you guys talking about what? Just baseball? A little baseball. I'm going to talk a little March Madness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Into March Madness. We're at the final floor. Man, uh, I saw that the women's tickets are more like significantly more expensive than the men's tickets to the final four. I saw that. The only reason I I can say that that's the case is because they're in a smaller venue. Less seats. That's what I thought Less too. Seats. And so, like, as opposed to being in a, more. the men are in a football stadium. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like sixty thousand people and, and are going to be watching the game. That's the only I can I can think of. Yeah. And I guess this is okay front. The women's tournament has been pretty cool uh, this year. I made a couple bucks the other day on the. Yeah. Uh, Look at you. On the uh, what what game did I was I on. I forget now. One of the one mm-hmm. of the women's games won me some money. Man, I have no idea who's playing. I mean, I know the final four, and I know the final four for both oh. men and women's. Virginia I mean, Tech, like, Virginia Tech won it. Won, won, won me some money. Won me some money. Yeah. But yeah. I saw some of the lady, a few, three ladies from the. I think they were in the final four, but they're star. No, not one play from North Carolina, but they're stars in the women's uh, NCAA basketball teams. And they were trying to get NILs from beauty companies, man. I thought it was pretty dope. They were like they were kind of making a pitch to get these, uh, you know, beauty companies to sponsor them. Have you seen that? I Who have. And don't don't quote me, but I think the women's athletes are actually uh, doing pretty well in, when it comes to the NILs. Well, so I saw again. This was on Instagram. I don't know if it's Sports Center. They did some NIL evaluations. So of course, Bronny James is worth about seven point four million dollars for an NIL deal. Uh, Archie is, is his name Archie Manning? Archie, Archie Manning, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arch, he's no, like, Arch Manning, Arch Manning, that's what it is. Arch Manning, and he's about six million. And this is a woman, a young lady, she is uh on the gymnastics team at LSU. Uh, she has a big TikTok following, she's about getting six mil. And we're on the street, she ain't even the best gymnast on her team, which is crazy. But she, you know, so, if you know so to, what's it based on? Just, just, just her TikTok following. Her. Well, I mean, you know, she's an attractive woman, and she puts provocative uh, posts on her page. I can't think of uh, her name escaping me right okay. now. So apparently, guys come to her, her, uh, her meets just to see her. You know, what I'm saying it's like, oh, that's, that's not good. No, no, no. <laughs> they like, take off your pants. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, they do a somersault, man. What's going on? Yeah. Luckily, this is this isn't you know the late '90s where. Freak I don't know. Nick. Yeah, I don't know if you swell Freak Nick and uh, 
Did you see the uh, Woodstock '99 documentary? No, I heard it's wild. As, I heard it was yeah, wild. Too, it was man. pretty. Yeah, yeah. Damn, bro. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, well, that's you know we live in different times now. Stuff like that's frowned upon. Man, as it should be. Yes. So, so to hear more frowned upon thoughts, make sure you check out the Easy Smoke and podcast wherever you get your podcast. And again, wherever you listen to us, make sure you give us a review, give us a like. I mean, five stars fits us best. Anything less is just ludicrous because we're not that bad. So, you know, check us out there. So, there's a few things we'll get out of here, man. So, Saturday, that Netflix is starting to become or is laying the foundation to become a gaming platform. You know, gaming is always a moneymaker for people if they can get it right. I, okay. you know, I'm not even a big gamer. I haven't been a big gamer in a while. I think the last time I really was like a quote-unquote gamer, probably freshman year of college, and that's only because Sheezy had it in our room, dog. After that, I really, you know what I'm saying? I played Madden, nothing. My, my boy, I probably, I promise my boy is a PS5 one of these days. So uh, um, maybe I'll um, get into it. Yeah, I'm in the middle. Um, yeah. I'm not where I was, but I still, you know, occasionally you'll catch me on uh, on the PS5 playing, playing something. And I, and I, I wonder what it was, because when I was younger, dog, like I did, but but you know, my, you know what it is? My parents probably broke me because they were like, we ain't buying you this game. You beat that one. Good good luck. Beat it again. And I just, I think I just realized, you know, what's the point? I'm only going to get one game like every six months. So, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it alone, man. But I do, at some point, times I wish I played it more just because I feel like it's a community of people that like yeah, uh, yeah. play, they play games and they into Madden. It's like, I couldn't tell you one thing about Madden. I'm, That's just the truth, bro. I messed around and uh, was playing NBA 2K23 mm-hmm. and uh, accidentally went into a, uh, um, what do you call it? The uh, virtual playing world where you actually team up with guys. Oh, wow. It was, How's that? It, was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool, you know. So then you're, pretty, just, you're just controlling your player then. You're controlling right? your player, yeah. And you're in a we were in a tournament and you know, you can talk to everybody that, that's on there. And it was, you know, just make sure you don't, you know, give up any, you know, pertinent information. But uh sure, but sure, yeah, sure. it was yeah, it was cool. I had a good time with it. Well, that sounds cool. I mean, this metaverse, all this stuff thing is it's gonna be the way some some form of you know Mark Zuckerberg probably is suffering from first mover. Ever I don't know if you heard about this from business school, man. So this thing called first mover advantage. Sometimes it's an advantage or disadvantage. What it means is when you come up with something, sometimes you have an advantage, right? Because you are the first to do it. You know, so you can get out there, get the market share. People associate your name with said product. But sometimes it's a disadvantage to moving first because you're gonna make all the mistakes. Because it's never been done before. So people just wait for you to screw up. And then they come in and all the things you did wrong, they do right. And then they become the people who are the leaders in the market. So I feel like with this metaverse, go ahead. I was going to say, well, he wasn't originally the uh, the first, right? No, was, I know. You, but I guess was, the point I'm making Tom is... On, uh, oh, oh, well, shout out to Tom. But yeah. no, Tom, Tom won't put people on in rooms. Space. <laughs> Tom will, I mean, you know, shout out to Tom. People will put people in rooms. Oh, let's, let's stop it right there. But uh, no, nah, I mean, you know, throwing all the money behind this, I feel like once they kind of like with Zoom and uh, Skype, all right? 
Remember yeah. Skype was it's like Skype, Skype was, was yeah, sitting Skype, right there Skype's waiting been for there a for, pandemic for, for twenty years. People was using it. You know, I remember uh, Sheezy was in Brazil calling us with the God number. It was like zero one two three four five. I never forget. He called me. It came up zero <laughs> one two three. I say God, <laughs> is this you, Lord? Man. Uh, but yeah, but that back to Netflix as a gaming platform. So that apparently you're going to be able to use your phone as a controller. So that I'm sure that they're just trying to figure out more ways to get these descriptions up. I mean, maybe if that's that's how it goes, maybe I'll get in the game more. Because I mean, you got Netflix. I play with of, it. That's a lot of technology there. Well, my sons actually do this. It's called they, this thing is called AR Zone. So if they had me playing some game on the computer, and they're like, "Dad, give me your phone." And so they switched my phone to some controller, and we played a game for a minute. I had to take huh. it off my phone. It took up a lot of memory. You know, they, you know, it, it, listen, guy, PSA, if you're ever with me and my sons, don't let them use your phone. Okay. I, I'm warning you now. Okay. You ain't going to put something on your phone. It's going to be nuts, bro. Uh, but yeah, they, my sons are already doing that with different platforms i don't even know how they find this stuff but so i could see it happening i saw them do it just with these programs so definitely i can see netflix doing this and i'm wondering are they going to just get like popular titles because you know you are paying a premium subscription for a month so are you going to be, be able to play like Fortnite or you know or, or will it be just games made solely for netflix you know what i mean i could i could see both happening but you know, remains to be seen. But something to keep a lookout on. So when your Netflix bill go up, you're like, "Why is my bill six hundred dollars a month?" Because you, you know, oh, that's coming. Been, that's coming for sure. We're gonna get back to cable. Xfinity's just waiting, waiting for y'all to get your minds right. <laughs> so I know we heard this. So we had, we haven't talked about it, man. I just wanted to bring it up because more for a larger point. We saw the news that Jonathan Majors was arrested uh, for domestic violence uh, dispute. But now the new update is that the alleged victim is now has has texted him saying this shouldn't go that way. They shouldn't have arrested you. This went too far. They shouldn't have handcuffed you. His attorney has provided text from this woman saying, you know, it was her fault. None of the things they said happened, happened. The strangulation didn't happen, all this stuff. So, you know, it seemed that, hey, it's what it is. But the bigger point I'm making is, right, how we receive news now, right? Just how you know when you heard it, it was like, oh man, what? And then you get, then you get the, the more you the, you wait a day. Now you have more of updates, and I, and I wonder as will we ever get back to the point where like we wait for the real news? You know what I'm saying? No, or is that's... it just or is it just we we're just there? We're like you just hit the first thing, you react, that's, and that's then we just the react. Now, man, we just yeah, that's just the way it is. That's that's I don't, I don't know if I feel I don't know how I feel about and, that. And it's, man. it's it's on both sides. Yeah, uh, yeah. From the media's perspective, everybody is racing. <clears throat> excuse me. Everyone's racing to be first, and so accuracy is not, you know, uh, uh, the most important thing anymore. It's being the first to 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 put the news get out the clicks. There. Yeah, and get the clicks. Yeah, get those right. Exactly. Exactly. On our end, it's oh my god, did you see that? And we just jump to conclusions before. All facts are out there, you know. Mm. So I think you and I do a pretty good job of waiting on the pod. You know what I'm saying? We don't really we unless it's like something you know, it, it's wild like when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Well, hey, we saw that. Nothing, nothing, nothing to investigate. You, you dig? Now that happened, but you know, but the but with this another story, I think you and I try to do a good job just of just being having some level of integrity, man, because 
you know, you hear one side, people go off, have these soliloquies and these diatribes, and it's like, yeah, that actually, that's not what happened. That's not what happened, right. And you know, something happened with Chris Brown some time ago. I think he was accused of harassing a woman or assaulting a woman. And then it was not true. He found, he provided proof that she was lying. And he and he made a big, he said, you know, you guys put this all over the news when she made her point. But when that was found to not be true, nobody talked about it. And I thought that was a very fair point, man. You know, it's like, can we give it the same energy? Um, but you know, I I just I I don't know. As I think, it might get to a breaking point where all this negative news, you know, like, like we're just talking about, something happens one way, and as the story comes out, it's like everybody's flipping and reversing. And I feel like I feel like we might get back to a point where like accuracy might win, right? Because I'm starting to hear more rumbles of people leaving social media alone a certain way, like people not you know spying stuff going over Twitter. I think there might be a revolution of sorts where it's like we just want we let's tell us when it's right because t because you gotta give it to tmz their whole bag is just hey we heard this happen like they just report they're reporting a fact more than an opinion and i think that's what people get that's what we get jammed up we start getting more opinions than just to like because tmz is more like hey well, guys this happened Go that's ahead. what a, that's what a news organization is supposed to do it's just sure. tell you what happened you know the what the when, the where. What was it? The what was it? Five W H. I I took some journalism you're not classes sleepy. back in the you're, day. You're not tired at all. Yeah, nope. you know nope. all nope. that nope. stuff. That's what that's what they're supposed to do. And and <laughs> by the way, TMZ is a reputable news organization. Yeah, I mean, I will say, when something happens, I I I go to Young TMZ to be like, if it ain't on there, this ain't yeah. real, man. Yeah. Like when when yeah. Kobe died, rest in peace. That was the first place I went. Like, let me listen look at TMZ, and it was like, oh no. Well, the first time was remember uh, Michael Jackson's death. Mm. Uh, TMZ was the first to report it, and they said they had all the facts. CNN wasn't touching it, you know. They were mm. they were scared to, and can't find out. TMZ was one hundred percent right there, and that's when I think that's when they, you know, people started to see them as, you know, uh, a reputable news news site. So, so so this is your lane. So how does it work? They just got people everywhere, like little birdies. Shot the Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Just is that how it works? Like how how are they getting the scoop? Like so this? they got. I mean they got they got people on staff that are around L.A. Mm -hmm. And what's the most of stuff happens? Yeah, right. and then nationwide. I mean it's just it's basically people are calling in. They actually they actually do pay. Unlike most news organizations, your your networks. Um, uh, don't really pay for uh for news, mm -hmm. you know. Meaning, you know, if you you give us a picture or something like that, we'll give you X amount of dollars. They don't usually do that. Uh, TMZ does, and so they pay for it, and then they actually, you know, they they do their their digging. Their their news team does the digging to you know see if it's true. Make sure it's true. Right, right. So. So that's a job you humping. I can already tell. That's that's a job. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. you ain't never sleeping. That phone stay ringing, man. Absolutely. That's why. Absolutely. Well, you know, didn't want to start with this because I'm sure everybody's talking about this, but young Trump, uh, Donald Trump, being indicted, faces 30 counts of business fraud. First time a former president has been indicted. Uh, Trump, of course, is calling this. I can't do my Trump, uh, my Trump uh, impersonation. Fake news. Uh, That's actually pretty good. Thanks, man. I only yeah. got one. I only had one bullet <laughs> in the chamber. Uh, 
but it's calling it fake news, of course. And I listen to Bomani Jones, as I usually do every week. And he was like, it's, it's so wild that he's like, Trump's still going to run for president with this case. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he really will, man. He's a, he a different dude, man. Yeah, I mean, got to get. He has listen, zero, zero shame, man. Got to get. And, and, and the thing is, he just keep, people be like, oh, he ain't shame. Well, OK, I guess we'll still let him do what he's doing. It's like, nah, man, he should. Zero it should be shame. clause. That should be clause if you run for president. You can't have no cases over your head. I, I would think that they, they didn't think about that. Maybe not. No, no. Well, no, he did think about it, and he don't care. Yeah, they, I promise you. Care. I promise you, they never thought a dude like Trump was coming to be president. But if you look at life, you gotta you gotta account for the worst stuff, man. That's just that's just how it goes. You the worst blame, is going to happen if you let blame, it. Blame Obama, man. What? Blame Obama. Why you say that? If if it weren't for that, uh, um, uh, the Washington Correspondence Dinner, oh, where he, he roasted, him. he clowned him, he roasted him, roasted <laughs> Trump, and yeah. then you know, that's when Trump got the light bulb. Should have left him, left him alone, man. I wonder how the world would different, be. Different, it'd be a different place. Because Hillary think Hillary Clinton would have won. Yep. And then we'll have a whole different type of world. Yeah, Probably totally no different. pandemic, man. No pandemic. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. No pandemic? Yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. I was listening to this uh Biden, Biden wouldn't be president now. Wouldn't be president not at all. He'd be chilling. And, and well, he wouldn't want to be president, right? He'd be just chilling somewhere. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Kamala be, Harris is probably his advice. You, you know, know what I'm saying? She won't, yeah, she wouldn't have she wouldn't have uh been in the picture. And who knows? They've given Hillary a second shot. Uh, because in this, like, but well, she would be, yeah, she'd be in her second term right now. Now, his so I, so I was saying that to say I was listening to this. I listened to this podcast, Plain English, with uh, Derek Thompson again. If you look, we're looking for a very nerdy podcast. That's one to listen to. It is full of nerd stuff, and he was talking about just time and history, and they were talking about nexus points in time. They're like these things change history like they kind of talk about if this never happened how would how would we be living and they mentioned like Genghis Khan being a very important person or like you know the, who, Thomas Edison being the first person to, yeah. to get the light bulb even though there were other people making light bulbs at the same time stuff like that yeah. and, and as you would as you were making that point it's just like man life is a series of sliding doors you know what I'm saying you ask somebody out or don't you walk some past something or you don't. You know what I'm saying? You say hello, keep it pushing. Like and those little things can start a ripple small, effect. Like, small like, thing. Like you said, if, if Obama, Obama's probably like, I'ma leave Trump alone. It was like, no, do it. You on your yeah. way out. Just do it. He's like, yeah. all right, cool. Then clack. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> change, and like you said, change the course of history. Man, and think about it. Because yeah, it's not going to be a pandemic because they because they wouldn't have get got rid of uh, President Obama's plans to like you know right, right. research diseases. But then was and to that point, then there's no remote work, there's no hybrid schedule. We are still just slaves to to yeah. this gig. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a wild exercise because there's so many it's so many things have to happen right. right. But yeah. you, that that is wild, man. Now look, Trump is. Going to be looking looking to be president t- twice, and then the way the way this stuff crazy, you know, you kind of got to take it seriously because he won one time, you know, and it was close enough the second time. 
He was counting for days. Can you be president in jail? <laughs> we gonna see. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't get that far. I mean, I really hope people smile. I, I don't. I don't think there's a law that says that you can. Hey, let's look here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Say, I'm, I'm say not saying. I'm time, just saying. Do you want the world to? You want the U.S. to just fall apart? You want I'm like people saying. just to not believe in the system anymore, bro? I'm just saying. I don't think there. This wasn't thought about. This has never been thought about. This is this is unprecedented. Well, listen. I know. I know the uh, White House is to the SDP. So shout out to uh, Moneybag Joe. Uh, so please put right this in right now, okay? If it ain't there, write it in, <laughs> along with uh, forgiving my student people's student loans. But yeah, so you know, I'm sure. Shout out to my. So I say this. Got my my parents' cable was getting it fixed. My mother was mad at the bill. She wanted everything cut off. Pops called me said, "Son, my CNN ain't on. I need you to fix this right now." So like, okay, I need to see Trump get indicted. So shout shout out to everybody watching CNN, making Trump making sure Trump gets indicted. <laughs> so as you know, we got a big topic every week. So this one I want to talk to as I, as I talk about my parents. Uh, so, so my folks are there. My mom, God willing, will be 80 very soon. My dad, in a month or so, he'll be 79. So I have elderly parents, right? And, you know, I've been blessed to, my parents are healthy. They are doing well, doing well for themselves. But my parents are getting older. And now it's, this is the time of my life where, you know, you look up and you are caring for your parents, you know, we talked about it before we got rolling. You know, some managing some stuff for my parents and they like cable bill, phone bills, get stuff set up, help with help them get the tax and stuff together. And you know, my sister, she goes to my parents' doctor's appointments because it's like, you know, stuff is not moving a little bit faster for them and people talk quickly and they you know they don't they don't want to feel like they understand. So they can just go, just to, okay. Just, right. right. And then they get sure home. It's like there's uh, an understanding uh, by everybody. What 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 did he say? You know, and but then we had, you know, I, I had, need that. I need that right now. <laughs> but then also, you know, I have these kill these children that I also have to manage. They got their, they are getting older and they have need, you know, they have their needs and they have stuff that, you know, that, that are affecting them. And so I'm not the only person like this. You know, my sister and I were talking. Now I understand why when my parents were about my age and they said they were going to kill me and they really meant it. Cause it's like they were tired. They were taking care of their parents and watching me going, "Mama, mama, mama, mama," a hundred times or breaking a window. It's like you're gonna break a window while we're dealing with this. Like my mother says it a lot, but I didn't. I didn't put it into context until recently. Like when I was born, her father had a stroke, and she would always when she told the story, it was more about how good a baby I was because she said she put me in the kitchen on the table and I just sat there and chilled while they cleaned the house. But now I'm thinking about it, it's like, now my mother has to get to Mississippi with her newborn son and she has a 12 and a nine-year-old also, right? And she, But she has to manage her father's affairs because he had a stroke. And so this is called the sandwich generation. Uh, this is uh, this you see this term and it's a New York Times article that I'm that I'm getting my information from came out November 2022. But the sandwich generation are people in their 40s to 50s that care for their parents and their young children. It just talks about the stresses of these people 
And, you know, I'm bringing it up not as a complaint. You know, you, you we're doing what we got to do. And I know for me, I'm blessed because I have two sisters and a niece, you know, as, as it pertains to my parents. But we are like all lockstep. We'll try to get to that. And also, we all help each other with the kids. But I think about people, to talk about the typical person, I'm getting ahead of myself, but the typical person who is in the sandwich generation is a woman who's about 49 years old, sometimes a single parent that also has to care for their mother, right? And so, like, uh, it talks about the difficulties of parent and child care being interconnected more from a worker standpoint. So, like, with child care, it's doesn't pay the best. So talking about staffers Mm -hmm. and then centers are usually short staff. I remember that from having kids in the program. It's like, you're trying to get, getting them to school is a big deal because they care. Those people working hard. It's like three of them and it's a hundred kids and people bringing them sick with nothing as wild. Uh, You know, and with childcare, it's, it's expensive, man. Shout out to my dad because he's the reason I didn't start stripping to pay for daycare. Because uh, we were looking for daycare for the trip trip marks again times three went to one place I think I told this story on the pod before but for you new listeners here you go there was a school that was like we'll teach your kid tai chi uh, yoga they'll learn Mandarin um they'll have you know salad wraps every day and it's twenty six hundred a month a kid so I said yeah that's not gonna work her. Her, not Ooh. even now. That's not hyperbole. So I said, I need you to do something for me. I need you to do it's three, it's three. I need you to do something for me. They came back. So I said, okay, we could do eighteen hundred a kid. I said, so you didn't hear me. <laughs> yeah, I, I need, I need you to do something for me. Okay. And again, my dad, I love because he's no nonsense. He says, son, it, all they need at this age are the ABCs, the one, two, threes. Somewhere that's safe. That release that released me from trying to get them to know Tai Chi and Mandarin at two years old, right? But the truth is, it's, just, it's still expensive. It wasn't. It still wasn't. It still wasn't cheap, but it wasn't exorbitant as we as we were looking at, right? And at that instance, it was like somebody had to quit their job and keep the kids at home. It's, it's not. Well, you can't do this. And then even as they get older. School is unpredictable, man. My kids have the most random days off. You'd be like, they'd be like, yeah, they're no school tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow? You know, and it's like you see it on the calendar, but you're like, it just doesn't make to the point. I've had to put alerts on my phone because the day, it'll just be like a random day out of nowhere. And now you got to scramble. You know, thankfully with hybrid work, it makes it a little bit easier. But now, you know, a lot of companies are making people go back. And that's going to be a little bit more difficult. I just need my kids to get the teenage years. This ain't that big of a deal. But still, man, that that's... And then the cost... So you have people starting to wait. The cost of child care or going to work. I was in a meeting with a woman. And we were talking about just, you know, working and, and, and hybrid work versus people coming back five days. She's like, you know, I don't mind coming back five days, but I have to count the cost. Is it more expensive for me? It is more expensive for me to... If I come into the office, whatever money I have to, I have to pay out more money for childcare. And she said it. I can't ask my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is eighty years old, so I have to. So she almost has to get somebody to help with her mother-in-law and more money for her kids. So as more money coming out the pocket that isn't like subsidized by the company. That's just like more money out the paycheck. Then you took about elder care. 
25.1% of nursing homes don't have enough workers. Um, and nursing homes have become dangerous during the pandemic, obviously, mm-hmm. when we're talking about the pandemic. Like, that was the first. It was like, that was outside of New York City. <laughs> nursing homes were the hotbeds that's of where, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, and that's real. And it is, it, and the, this forced a lot of adult children to keep their parents at home with them because if you know something's happening, it's like I can't I can't put you in this place, right? Um, so we talked about the average caregiver, the sandwich generation, and um, and it's funny because well, funny is the wrong word, but the part that's wild is that usually when this person is a parent, like say in my case, my mom was the go-to babysitter. For the chipmunks, for my niece Jasmine, who you guys have heard on the pod before, my nephew Zach, he's twenty-one. The my nieces, the squirrels, you know. But now it's like, wow, wait a minute, you can't be the go-to babysitter. I mean, you can, but it has to be some, you know. Like for example, uh, I hope my, my mother won't hear this, so she won't be mad. I don't like leaving. I can't leave Brooklyn alone, my mother. And Brooklyn's taller than my mother now. She and she she almost like she hugged my mother, almost knocked over. She was like playing and hugging her and rocking her back and forth. I was in my mother fall. It was like, dog, oh, y'all can't be by ourselves. Cause it's like Brooklyn, get mad at that tab or some blueberries, and I come back, you know, some weird happened, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like she is now getting is getting older. You know, she could she could watch a little baby that ain't gonna move, but like with Brooklyn with autism and and having violent outbursts, it's just I can't put her or Brooklyn in this situation, right? Um, but now 26% of family caregiver income goes to caregiving activities. That's a lot of money. Yeah. 26% of your inc- of people's income is going to caregiving activities. And that doesn't even account for the sweat equity, just the actual, you know, caring that you're doing, just some of the expenses you got to cover. Because the thing is, man, people don't trust nursing homes. I mean, we we even before the pandemic, we've all heard these bad stories, like people abusing uh, elderly folks, um, you know, people taking their money, the nursing homes taking their money. And I'm going to tell you this as, so there was a guy, he passed, and I've seen this before. Like, So it was a guy who passed away, he, lived, he was a uh, member of our church, Dickie Nicholas, God rest his soul. Go visit him. And you walk through these hospitals, man. And you see all these elderly people just kind of, you know, in these hospital beds. And it's like you can tell nobody's visited them at all. Like the only person who visits them are are the nurses and the doctors. Yeah. And 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 you know, it's just the truth. If people come check on you, they just do a better job just because they know somebody coming in. Not, not that they're trying to do a bad job, they gotta make sure they gotta do a good job with this one. Like, man, my dad has been in the hospital a lot in the last few years. Uh, running joke is he's had every surgery he could be a doctor that's my mother's joke by the way not not us <laughs> but, but like we go there we deep you know what i'm saying we 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 got schedules you are going this day from these time this time you know we kind of we overlap you know what i'm saying we somebody is a random they just come into any you know we we got that but and i realized my parents are the anomaly because again all through all you know, my me and my sisters and my niece was like their their daughter. We all live in the same city with them. That that typically doesn't happen, right? We just it just looked up and it happened for us. Um, by twenty thirty, as one in four Americans will be sixty five or older, 
their marriage and fertility rates have declined while life expectancy has increased. So that means this is going to be a lot of older people with less people to really take care of them. So the article was talking about just more uh, laws on these nursing homes. And I really talk about childcare a lot because the thing is, is like childcare, that's always going to be there. I think it's just when you have a kid on top of caring for your parent, that's where it becomes a, a, a difficult thing. Um, but they were just talking about how the, the, the government should come up with better laws for these nursing homes, like to make them not as why, why are things so expensive or, you know, there should be better care, more support for these nursing homes that people are just kind of left to die alone. Now, the article encouraged a couple of things. Now, I didn't know about this. Have you ever heard of private long-term health insurance? You know about this, Ez? Private long-term health? I'm thinking that's like AFLAC. Well, so I understand AFLAC to be like supplemental life insurance. So, like, it's more... So, for example, you and I can get AFLAC right now. Right. And if and if you, if you do something, you know, you have an injury and your insurance covers some of it, AFLAC hit the rest. Right. Okay. Of course, you're paying your premium. That's how I understand AFLAC. But this okay. is more private long-term health insurance. It's a policy that can help cover expenses for long-term health care, nursing home, or, or in-care services. So, so more no, insurance for other people. That. I did not know that either. So, guys, I'm listening to you. Say you're not in the same sandwiching generation. Your parents, you know, your, your kids may be young, but your parents are still able-bodied and they can still do pretty well. The article suggests looking into this private long-term health insurance. Because apparently it pays out and and it's and it will help you assist in some pay in some payment of services. I read those stats. People, it's going to be more old. A lot of older people. So it's like if you have some money in place, it doesn't become a burden. That twenty six percent number is a very big deal. Um, and also talked about encouraging people to rotate family members. You know, I mentioned the example with me and my sisters, but just even if you know you got a cousin and you know your aunt's sick. Like just hey man, you need me to run to the hospital? You know what I'm saying? You that like that that one day or two hours would help. You know what I mean? That I think I think we got to be more mindful of just the elderly because you know the elderly are people. I have to, I hate to say it, but we overlook them a lot. You know what I'm saying? If they they in a place and it's just kind of like oh yeah, Aunt so and so, you ask she doing all right? Like I, I mean, I, as much as I'm talking about taking care of my parents, my mother still cares for her older sister who's in a mental institution. My mother visits her every week. Uh, my mother pays her expenses, all this stuff. And, you know, I'll get to the story another day, but like I got that aunt, um, you know, she attacked my mother when I was nine, broke a plate across the head, slashed my mother's eye. It was a whole thing. And from that day to this, I, did, I, I have not liked that lady because she hit my mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And I got to get over that, bro, because my mother should not be 80. Still going to take, you know what I'm saying? Like one of us. And even as I'm talking about how we rotate for my parents, I can also rotate in my parents' stead, right? It shouldn't be always, mind you going to check check on your sister. I'll go check on my aunt. Uh, what you need me to go do? You know what I'm saying? Like, give it, because she needs a break too as well. So I encourage people in your families, like just, and, and it, it is, you have to be like, when they're sick or when they're incapacitated, it's going to be like, hey, you got some family members that are a little bit older, just getting the process of like checking on them like for real. 
because if it happens and it happens fast, like my model, everything is cool till it ain't. So it was like, you know, might as well do what you can now and just make sure you're, because you might have to get in gear. If you have a relationship with this person, they're easy to listen to. Because all the people, man, they don't want to listen. They don't listen to everybody. They don't mm -hmm. listen to you if they know you. So it's just something to consider. And, and another thing the article talked about is just encouraging people to talk about their experiences. Like it can be sad and lonely. Again, I love my sisters. And, you know, we always talk about just like, you know, things could be, it's a lot. And we don't say that to, to complain. It's just what we say is just to be, to just remind ourselves we're not crazy. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a lot going on. You got, you got these kids, right? That, that they need you and your parents that you got to help. Right. And thankfully my parents, their health isn't compromised. They are doing very well, uh, but they still, you could, I can tell you're going to have to lean in a bit more. And I can only imagine Like the article talked about a woman whose mom had full on dementia and she had small children and trying to care that, that, that in and of itself is just a lot to manage during the day because when do you get a break? Mm -hmm. Right. You don't. So with with even so we talked about rotating people like if you guys know people who are in the sandwich generation or you know or, or maybe like you got friends that you haven't talked to them and you like we was cool they don't call me back they don't text me back maybe they're caring for a lot of people and this is hard to text back and so what I encourage you guys to do is instead of feeling some type of way like if if it's put on if it's on your heart to reach out somebody. Don't do it with a condition, meaning I'm going to text you to text me back. Like sometimes I text people as, and you notice you've gotten these text messages. Hey, man, just checking on you. Hope you're doing okay. The Absolutely. end. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you just never know, like that might hit somebody the right way. Like you don't know where people are. A text like that shows them that they're not alone because you don't want to leave your loved ones to the wayside. The article had, a, had an example of a woman and her husband they put their parent in a nursing home. She said the woman felt guilty and her mom calls about four or five times a day. And she said she picks up every call because she feels guilty about putting her in a nursing home, even though for the for the previous three years, she and her husband cared for their mom and live with her every day, right? You just, because again, the thought of a nursing home is like, this is it, man, you know, you, you're done for, um, so, uh, and a few things I wrote down too, just about this whole sandwich generation thing, is like I said, it comes at you fast. Like, you know, my parents, they got older fast. You know what I'm saying? I, I looked one day, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, when this when this happen? And so you just kind of gotta, you just kind of get to it, and and the constant moving, I think, is always, uh, you know, you move it and you are switching from kid stuff. To parent to older parents stuff, then back to kids stuff, and you sometimes forget about your stuff, and that's something that you are trying to just trying to remind, like to try to get to do. So I appreciate the people that, that helped me out, and it's just something you have to accept, right? It's like there's no way out of this. It's, it's just you have to you have to accept it, right? Because uh, a lot of times we we want it to be like if once this happens. I'll be fine. Sometimes you gotta go say this is what it is. So how can we make what this is better? Does that you know? Do I should I ask some more help? Do I apply for this private long term health insurance, right? You know things you have. It does. It's just you have to accept 
where you are and what it is and make the best of that because it's going to be hard. That's why you have to get support. So again, I, I feel for people who are only children and got to deal with stuff like this. Like that got to be rough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like again, you know, and I think obviously your your parents aren't as old and, and your and mom and pops are doing very well. Shout out to them. Uh, they, they living life as a vacation. But you, know, but you know, you and your sister, y'all are really tight. So like, you know, if y'all had to do something together, you two could figure it out with no problem. And I'm sure and your, sp- your spouses would also be helpful to you. But like just yeah. thinking of the people who are single parents, had no spouse, only children and have to deal with this. Yeah. Like they, it's like, you know, you want, you wonder why Tina don't hang out no more. Hey man, she's just trying to get a break. She, she and she can't spend extra money in the club or, or at dinner. She ain't got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to these families. So just want you to think about these things. Uh, Cause I, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of friends of mine. Like I know people, I had, had some dinner with some folks and, you know, a lot of us were talking about our parents, just how, how, how much older they are getting. And and what you have to do and talking about estate planning and preparing like that stuff is for real. Oh yeah, and I Absolutely. mean, I, and uh, and I think I know I know death isn't something we like to talk about, but it is something that happens. And just because you t- talk about it, I mean, like I feel like people don't talk about it's like if I talk about you dying, gonna die today. No, stupid. It's not. That's not how that's gonna go, right? But I think we have is it, the worst thing is being ill prepared for that stuff. Absolutely, I think that's worse. You know what I'm saying? That's worse than acting like it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's like being this person passed away, and, and now you know we all we we crying in the street because you got now you got to bury them in some shoe boxes. You know right. what I'm saying? Just just cause, and I'm not I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I'm actually being very serious about that. Um, you know, it, it, because we aren't prepared for that, and also even if you have, you know, if it's the asset is just a house. You know, that has to be, you have to take care of that stuff. I mean, you know, my parents and I, we've done some things to, uh, you know, we've been preparing of, even if it's just not, hey, you're just a little bit older and need help for me to do this. My name is on a couple of things. Like people really think about these things and not just for your life, for your parents, you got some relationship with your parents where there's a, you know, aunt, uncle, grandparents that raise you. This is something that's for real. So most people listen to the show, they're about our age. Uh, and that's something I want you guys to consider because nothing is worse. I saw it professionally as when I was doing licensing and people, businesses would close and folks would run in. It was one person, one family in particular. He, my man had 11 children, by like seven, eight different women. So my man was free, free, free way. You dig? He believed and multiplied. He, he was Nick Cannon before Nick Cannon was Nick Cannon. Uh, his daughter was helping him run the business. Is he died? She comes in and goes, "I help my dad the business." Like, well, do you got a you got a trust, a will, in the agreement? No, I don't. And so, yeah, take it. Had to go to probate because the other children had a right to the business. Right, he had to ask them if it's okay for her to keep the business. Now, you know, June Buck, who ain't never been to the store, he never called the dad. Was like, you know. I've always wanted to turn this into the Regal Beagle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now I got to deal with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was another business, man. This was kind of, kind of crazy. My man, well, I guess y'all know this. My man, uh, he had, he was married, never got officially divorced. 
but had him a side thing, a young thing, right? Had her running his his other location as he dies, bro. With no agreement, no divorce, nothing. So the young thing was in the cold because the daughters was like, yo, ain't nothing in writing. She just helped out my dad at the other space. And it's like, sorry, Tina. Oh, let's shout out to all the Tinas out there. But it's like, truly, man, that's just, that's, you have to be prepared. And why not get prepared now when everybody's in their right mind? You right. know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's not emotional, bro. Like, I think this is the thing people should consider. So, Death is death is a it happens. It happens, it happens. And I think what makes it more sad is when you when you feel like, man, you're not honoring the life of the people that you love. And I think that's where it should get to. So really just want to send us out to people who are dealing with this. And I know how it feels. And uh, you know, I know the toll it can take. Again, I'm thankful for my parents that they, it's just like they just need extra help and attention, but it's not like a, a super medical thing. I'm praying for the people who have to manage children and a parent that is has compromised health because that is a lot. So if you guys want to check out this on New York Times articles from November 2022 about the sandwich generation. So uh just really want you guys to think about that. And as before we get out of here, you know, early in the week we saw the shooting at school shooting at a company school in Nashville. And I just wanted to bring it up only because somebody made a comment about we're talking about this today, but in two days we probably won't be talking about it again. And you know that person was right. Absolutely. Right? Once Trump got indicted, it's like that's a, I had new, to search. I, I just I just searched it and I was like, that's crazy. We've so I we've I become just, we've become numb to it, man. And I just want to I just want to bring it up because we should not, man. And then people were trying to like make it's like well. It, treat this issue different because it's transgender man i don't care about that you know what i'm saying like a person went into a school and shot some children and some adults were caring for said children so we're we're just going to bring it up as often as we need to because whatever gun laws need to be revised or keep these guns away from people uh whatever needs to happen but shout out to the police department they got there you know they didn't pull a uvaldi and wait or be scared they got in there and do what they killed but unfortunately people still died yeah. you know and but before they could really get to the person but again praying for the families of covenant school in nashville we should not be numb to this this should make us very angry this should be the top of the news cycle this should be the first thing they're talking about it why at the white house versus trump because trump gonna keep doing what trump does so like really he shouldn't and I think that's some of the issue too is he know he front news yeah. you know he he's he's this season eighteen of the Apprentice I, I, you know what man I I haven't even really paid as much attention as maybe I should to it because it's just it's just this is I mean this is the stuff we knew about six years ago seven years ago mm-hmm. you know and now he's finally you know. Paying the price, I guess, but yeah, yeah, there's more more important things out there right now. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, people. The thing is, the new the media cycle needs Trump. Let's not say I don't say the media needs Trump, but it's like when he was president, they weren't doing a whole lot of work. It just they just wait for him to tweet, and then yeah, boom, that was we, it. we talk about yeah. this for two three days until yeah. he tweets something else. So that it's like Trump is just it's just it's just 
it makes the media cycle a lot easier to manage. But people, there's there's so many things to talk about. I mean, we talk about a lot of random, not random is the wrong word. We talk about a lot of different things on the pod for that very reason. You can go to you can go to CNN to get the full report on the Trump and indictment, but I encourage you and I implore you to also, you know, st- keep thinking about covering a school shooting in Nashville because that can happen anywhere. And, and you know, my children go to an elementary school, and it's like the places are, it's, are easy to get into, man. I mean, and and that's that's like it's, it kind of has to be right. They can't be Fort Knox. They can't be. A military space right right because you got to get kids in and out of their place man but that's what makes it so sad and you know people talk about having armed guards at the school I, I don't know about that i don't think kids should be subjected to that kind of life but i think it's just more these people shouldn't be able to be able to get this type of gun maybe that's just me you know what i'm saying like but you this type of gun shouldn't be available to just some regular joe well jan whatever they i don't know but still it's this this shouldn't be available and so we want to again keep our thoughts and prayers for the families not just the, the people who died but also the living because they have to live with that and going to the school and, and not feeling safe or protected so from the sdp you and our thoughts and prayers i missed anything else no i think you covered it all yeah man no sir we usually got some jokes, but you know, there's serious stuff going on, guys. We're gonna make sure we're talking through and giving you guys information. So thank you for checking us out. Follow us on Instagram, S U P A D U P A P O D. Also online at hp53productions.com for our mer her 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 Take care of yourselves and each other. Hey mama, this is the super duper podcast. That's champagne, real pain, real pain, champagne from you and I. Wait, you a lie? Now that's champagne, if you was I, would you be off on this campaign? Is it suicide? If you know that bringing hope is how careers die. Or do the case stand for kamikaze? The Jay Silent is everywhere, you can feel them falling. Sure, lately, I've been up late with what? demons in my basement trying to get me to hate this. What? Life thinking I should be further, and then I choke up. As soon as I got silent, then the truth spoke up. This is how you know you ain't perfect. Let that soak up and soak in. You know how you know that you're blessed. I woke up.